from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Back in the studio and welcome to another exciting episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. Some big, a really big episode for all of y'all this morning. Good morning to everyone tuning in on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Um, thank you all for being here with us this morning. It's a packed, packed show this morning with a lot of stories and a very, very special announcement. So before and without further ado, if you haven't subscribed, please make sure to do so. Thank you. Secondly, join me for a cup of coffee because I want to get into the announcement and into the stories. We've got a busy show today and I want to try and get it all done in under 15 minutes. So coffee cup cheers, y'all. So here's the big news. As many of you know, I've been doing this podcast now for a little over five years. In fact, we're on for a Cyber Hub podcast, we're on episode like 520 something today. Um, recently past 500 episodes for this show. Very exciting times. And many of you know, I also do another podcast called CISO Talk. And that podcast has been intermittent over the last few years, partially because my wife and I welcomed a new baby boy to our life. I took on a few several roles that were very challenging and time consuming that really cut down my time to be able to put out new and exciting content. But I also challenge myself like I do with this show to always put innovative new content out. And I don't just want to do a show for the sake of doing a show. So with that being said, I'm sunsetting the CISO Talk podcast. I will no longer uh, publish all the previous episodes. The podcast will stay live. Everything will still be available on YouTube. You can go back and listen to all the other episodes that you see there um, and, and all the great CISO conversations over the years. Instead, we're going to be launching a brand, brand new show. It's going to be a weekly show. It's going to be a live show. Uh, we'll have more announcements on that really in the next several weeks. I'm just fine-tuning some of the stuff around it, but it will be a live interaction show that will be available only through our Substack and YouTube. It will not be on any podcast listening platform. It's going to be, it's going to intersect cybersecurity technology, geopolitics, and current events. And we're going to do episodes. We'll have deep dives. We'll have different guests from different levels of experience, from security practitioners to, to, to uh, innovators in technology, to privacy advocates, to elected officials, um, and many, many others that will be joining the show to talk about these issues. And our goal in every single show is to have two different points of view, debate a topic, and be able to educate you, our viewers and listeners, to that. Now, the show will be exclusive on our YouTube channel and Rumble only. So that'll be the only place. And in fact, a lot of the content will only be available in Rumble simply because some topics we understand YouTube may censor or put a strike on our account. So Substack and Rumble will, will be the primary places. In Substack, you'll be able to listen to the audio version of the show. You'll be able to watch the full unedited version on Rumble and you'll be able to watch the full uh, part, part versions that we feel like won't get us a strike with YouTube on our YouTube channel. So please make sure to subscribe if you're not following us there. All those links are in the show notes. This will have a further announcement after the 4th of July uh, holiday. So uh, I believe on July 7th, so two weeks from today, we'll be making the full final announcement of the show and the airing time and so forth. But we're really excited. It's going to be completely different. It's, it's something that no one's really doing. And I'm really excited to try and, and break ground with this new content. So that's that. 
Without further ado, then, let's get into this morning's show, and we've got a packed one. Apple has rolled out a major security-themed iOS update to fix remote code execution vulnerabilities. Sorry, remote code execution vulnerabilities that have already been exploited in the wild. The patches addressed a pair of vulnerabilities reported by Russian anti-war vendor Kaspersky and followed the public documentation of Operation Triangulation, a digital spy campaign that used a zero-click iMessage exploit. The patches iOS 16.5.1, iPadOS 16.5.1, iOS 15.7.7, and iPadOS 15.7.7 cover security defects in kernel and WebKit that have been exploited remotely via malicious web rigged uh via maliciously rigged web content apple described the exploited bugs as memory corruption issues cve 2023 32434 According to the uh, Gen Digital, the parent company, um, they've said that the move transfer software led to employee data being revealed. So no customer data on behalf of those organizations, but definitely some employee data. Uh, move it continues to try to recover from this one. This list will grow exponentially more over the next several weeks and months to go. A final OT ISFL vulnerability disclosed affecting Schneider tools. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. So the vulnerability on the smart meters essentially makes it so that the username and password of Schneider Electric um, uh, devices, these e-meters, is just in plain text. So anyone can take over and, and impact it. This vulnerability is the last issue found in the original OT Icefall research from Forescout, which unveiled 56 OT vulnerabilities almost exactly one year ago, affecting products from Siemens, Motorola, Honeywell, Yokogawa, uh, Procon OS, Emerson, Phoenix Contract, Bentley, Nevada, Omron, and JTEKT, uh, and, and along as several others. So um, this continues to be significant because essentially a lot of our OT systems um, are out there. Uh, a lot of that data is not encrypted. Uh, most of that stuff uh, doesn't even have effective monitoring. There's a lot of companies doing a lot of good work in trying to bring that out there. Um, but it, it just shows you how vulnerable our power uh, and, and, and critical infrastructure really is because of that. So there's that as well. An exploit has been released for the Cisco AnyConnect bug that gives system privileges. A proof of concept exploit code is now available for a high severity flaw in the Cisco secure client software for Windows, formerly known as AnyConnect secure mobility client, that does let attackers elevate privileges to the system the Cisco Secure Client helps employees from uh, to work from uh, uh, from anywhere using a secure VPN and provides network admins with telemetry and endpoint management features. The vulnerability tracked the CVE 2023-20178 can let authenticated threat actors escalate privileges to the system account used by the Windows operating system in low-complexity attacks that don't require user interaction. Successful exploitation requires abusing what Cisco described as a specific function of the Windows installer process. Cisco released security updates to address this security bug late last Tuesday when it said its product security incident response team did not have any evidence of malicious use or public exploit code targeting it in the wild. That's now obviously changed. So you want to make sure you get this patched or you do the workarounds. There are a few mitigations on the Cisco website for this specific exploit. So you can get that there as well. 
Web application security firm Define is warning of a critical authentication bypass vulnerability in two WordPress plugins with 10 of thousands of installations. The first security defect tracked the CVE 2023 29 or 86 with a CVSS score of 9.8 impacts the abandoned cart light for WooCommerce, a plugin that notifies customers who did not complete the purchase process, but which has more than 30,000 active installations in e-commerce stores. So this is critical because because of this, you can escalate privileges, right? Uh, the encryption key that creates the encryption uh, uh, value is hard-coded in the plugin. And because each card identifier is, is sequentially increasing a number, an attacker can use the encryption key to create identifiers of, of uh, other uh, users' cards, and they can only be performed against the abandoned cart issues there. So if you are using this plugin or know someone who is, they need to either update it or get rid of it. They've also raised an alarm on another critical severity vulnerability, CVE 2023-2834, another 9.8 CVSS severity score. That's in the book in a WordPress plugin with more than 10,000 active escalations. The uh, Sorry, installations. The plugin provides a short code to embed an appointment, uh, an appointment booking calendar into WordPress sites pages, allowing users to book appointments by providing their name, email, and password. And so both of those require updates on WordPress sites. Criminals infect Linux SSH servers with a Tsunami botnet malware. An unknown threat actor is brute forcing Linux SSH servers and installing a wide range of malware, including a Tsunami DDoS uh, bot, shell bot, lock cleaners, privilege escalation tools, and an XMR IG Monroe cone, uh, coin miner. The secure socket shell is an encrypted network communication protocol for logging into remote machines, supporting tunneling, TCP port forwarding, file transfers, etc., Network admins typically use SSH to manage Linux devices remotely, performing tasks just such as running commands, changing configs, updating software, and troubleshooting problems. However, if they're poorly secured, they are vulnerable to brute force attacks. This is one of those. On Security Emergency Response Center recently discovered a campaign of this type, which ha um, hacked Linux servers to launch DDoS attack and mine Monroe crypto. The attacker scanned the internet for publicly exposed Linux SSH servers, then brute forced username password pairs to log into the server. Once they established a foothold on the endpoint as an admin user, they ran the following command to fetch and execute a collection of malware via a bash script. The malware downloaded uh, onto a compromised host included DDoS botnets, log cleaners, cryptocurrency miners, and privilege escalation tools. Uh, starting with Shellbot, the uh, Perl-based DDoS bot utilized the IRC protocol for communication. It supports port scanning, UDP, TCP, and HTTP flood attacks that can also set up a reverse shell. The particular version seen is Ziggy, a K10 variant. Tsunami persists between reboots by writing itself on RC local and uses typical system processes, etc. So something to keep in mind for your Linux SSH. You can obviously see everything in the show notes. A 20-year-old Chinese APT-15 is finding new life in foreign ministry attack. The notorious APT-15 used common malware tools and third-generation custom graph, uh, Graphicon backdoor to continue its information-gathering exploits, this time against foreign ministries. From late of last year to early of this year, a Chinese state-level threat actor used a novel malware to conduct espionage against foreign ministries in North and South America. The group in question, APT-15, known as Vixen Panda, already has a track record of honing in on government targets, diplomatic missions, and embassies, likely for intelligence gathering purposes. Semantic researchers explained in a blog post recently that in recent years, it has targeted diplomatic organizations, government organizations, and NGOs, 
Its latest campaign primarily focused on ministries of foreign affairs, but also included a government finance department and a company, a corporation. All the targets were based in the Americas, a region which does, does appear to have become more of a focus for the group in recent times. To carry out their espionage, APT-15 employed well over a dozen, a dozen or so malicious and otherwise tools like Mimikatz uh, and its two of its variants, four web shells including Ant Sword and China Chopper, and take advantage of CV-2021-47 to a three-year-old CVSS for Windows Server process net logon that had a CVSS score of a perfect 10. Graphicon is an iteration of APT-15's other Trojan backdoors, uh, Ketrican, uh, itself on an evolution on the earlier model BS-2015. Graphicon mostly distinguishes itself by foregoing a typical hard-coded command and control server, Instead, it uses Microsoft Graft, an API for Office 365 services, to retrieve an encrypted server address from a OneDrive folder. Once the connection is made the machine uh, and the machine is compromised, it processes the same basic functionalities as its predecessor, creates an attack-controlled command line on the victim machine, creating new processes and files and downloading files. Um, the, similar, the similarities in functionality between Graphicon and the known Ketrican backdoor may indicate that the group is not very concerned about having activity attributed to it. So there's that from China. And finally, a new bill in Congress is proposing to increase cybersecurity funding for rural water systems by $7.5 million a year. Yep, that's how much they think rural water systems need for cybersecurity. Seven and a half million. By the way, all of these guys, credit or not, bipartisan or not, I don't care. Gave sixty billion to to Ukraine, but can't give adequate amount of money to rural water systems to really create resiliency um, to their water systems. I don't know. Saw this story, wanted to applaud it at the beginning, then started reading it, and then I noticed that we had an accounting error yesterday. I saw another story where it was six billion. Uh, extra dollars that went to the Ukraine in an accounting error. <laughs> um, um, and I'm wondering seven and a half million to our rural municipalities that typically support our farmers and the backbone of our economy, seven and a half million a year. Folks, if you've ever needed a reason to vote, this would be it. This would be it. So, there's that. They're trying to cover a fiscal gap created by mandates from the EPA. They're not, and, and, and most of it is to perform assessments. It's not even to really do security. So there's that too. Uh, <laughs> um, the bill doesn't even really enhance security. It's just another checklist item by a bunch of bureaucrats in Washington. That needs to stop. Um, so that's it for our show this morning. Thank you all for tuning in. A very, very, uh, um, we'll be back on Monday, 9 a.m. live right here on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Go check it out. Thank you all for your support for all these years for the CISO Talk podcast. It was great running it. Um, I had a pleasure of speaking to some of the brightest CISOs in our industry. I'm really looking forward to bringing you new content. And so that'll be coming soon. The big, big announcement for the show will be 7-7. So uh, tune in to that. Till then, enjoy your weekend. Have a great rest of your day. First day of summer. So go make the most out of this break, y'all. And see you on Monday. Till then, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.